seated at this time. Tonight our discussion uh, will come from Ephesians chapter 2. I'll give you the uh, second for those of you that may want to turn to, the, um, to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, I'll be reading, the majority of my comments will be coming from the New American Standard Version, so uh, depending on your translation, they may be a little bit different. Uh, a little bit of background on, uh, on Ephesians. Uh, the author of the book, as we stated last week, uh, is uh, Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ. Uh, the book of Ephesians, as I stated before, uh, and I'll reiterate, is composed of six chapters. The first three chapters deal with doctrine. The final three chapters deal with duty. The first three chapters deal with spiritual content. The final three chapters deal with spiritual conduct. The one central theme in the book of Ephesians is the unity of the family of God by Jesus Christ. The second chapter, of which we'll be talking about tonight, deals specifically with salvation. It talks about being saved. Hence tonight's topic, saved for what? So as we begin our studies, uh, remember the rules of engagement for those of you that are in the sanctuary. We have microphones that are stationed strategically throughout the sanctuary. If you have a comment, please grab a microphone, raise your hand, wait to be acknowledged, and we will get the microphone to you. This is simply so that everyone can have the same experience, those that are online as well as in the house on what is being discussed. So let's begin our discussion. Uh, I'll, again, I'm reading Ephesians uh, uh, chapter 2, and I'll be reading into your hearing verse 1 through 3, New American Standard Versions. And here's what it says. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3, among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, nature children of wrath, even as the rest. And Paul, in verse 1, Paul begins with a death report. He listed he lists it as death by separation. We were separated from God spiritually. Somebody say spiritually. He lists the four causes, or he lists the causes for our separation. Number one, trespasses and sins. Two, walking according to the course of this world. Three, following the directions of the prince of the power of the air and for catering to the lust of our flesh. And so let's dive a little bit deeper again. Uh, for those, if you want to make a comment, please grab a microphone. And ye were, and you were dead. Somebody say dead. Every person outside of Jesus Christ is spiritually dead. Everybody that is outside of Jesus Christ is spiritually dead. How many of you know that it is possible to have a living body and a dead soul? 
You can have a living body and a dead soul. To be, de to be spiritually dead is, means to be barren and inactive spiritually. When someone is barren, it means they are incapable of. We were incapable of operating from a spiritual perspective. How many of you know that? Those of us, before our union with Christ, Major, I said I wouldn't call your name that much this time. <laughs> Those of us that were spiritually dead, we were incapable of, spiritual, of having a spiritual perspective. Paul, Paul, Paul is talking about prior to our, our relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, in your trespasses and sins. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. Trespasses and sins are not the same thing. Did y'all know that? The word translated trespasses mean to blunder, to deviate, to turn aside, to wander away, to fall. This word literally means to fall from a higher place to a lower place. How many of you know, under, know and understood that when you were originally created, you were originally created to operate from a place. But once the fall came, you now, or mankind was now at a lower place. The word sin, which is the one that we most commonly use, it means to miss the mark of the will of God and his character. How many of you know, Sister Glory, that God has a will for our lives? I guess you didn't hear me on this side. How many of you know that God has a will for our lives? Amen. They, 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 they talking back to me. God expects us to operate from a certain character. How many of you know that? And once you deviate, you're sinning. Once you deviate, Brother Jesse, you sin him. Sister Thelma, once you deviate, you sin him. And so again, here he's talking to, to, to the church. Remember, I told you this letter is to the church. Verse 2, in which, you were, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. Let me footstep. You formerly walked according to the course of what? This world. According to the prince of the power of this air, of the spirit that now is working in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3, among them we too, we too, somebody say we too. He's talking about all of us that before we were regenerated with Christ, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh. 
indulging the desires of our flesh and of our minds. And we were by nature, somebody say nature, children of wrath, even as the rest. I'm trying to slow down, Adrian. I'm trying to, I'm tr- yeah, you know, I'm trying to, my wife told me to, to, to talk and not preach. So I'm trying, but I'm, I'm getting, I, 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 y'all pray for me. I can sense, I can, I can sense it. All right. Thank you, Glory. Thank you. You heard that, sweetheart. Glory gave me a pass. The words in which you formerly walked suggest a habitual way of life. Y'all didn't catch that, did you? I said the, the, the term in which you formerly walked. Somebody say, I'm for, formerly. That means you ain't, you, you ain't, y'all in here, y'all ain't doing it like that no more, right? For, formerly means used to. You, you, you used to, glory, if I may uh, pontificate, you used to walk with a habit that was contrary to what God would have you to walk. I thank you, glory, for allowing me to use you as a subject. There was a time in our lives when we had a habit, Major. <laughs> uh, y- y- y'all can't be real with me. Sister Pam, there was a time in your life well, now, I, 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 I don't know Miss Pam like that. There was a time in your life, Major. Well, I said I wasn't going to pick on Major. <laughs> there was a time in your life, DeAndre Latham, where you habitually walked contrary to what God told you to walk. I had a habit. You know how a habit, you know, a tendency to, to do things over and over again. <laughs> Even though I, 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 I had heard better, I had a... Uh, yeah, I'm the only one. I, I, I know. Everybody else was sanctified, got it the first time, filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesse said, wait a minute. Okay, Jesse. Jesse said, hey. All right, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Je- Jesse said, hey, I was there with you, L. <laughs> yeah, he had a habit. We were totally disobedient to God. Paul describes the influence or locks that had us bound. Somebody said that, that we were bound. The only way you can get free is to realize that you were bound and allow God to free you up. One of the locks that bound us was the world. The ways of this world. And Major, before Jesus, I used to follow the ways of this world. You, you, you know how it is, what everybody else doing. You, you know. Clubbing, whatever, whatever, whatever the world was doing, Latham was. I, I know y'all wouldn't, but yeah. I, hey, hey. The, the world had an influence on me, eh? I, made, I, I, I couldn't help it. The, the world was drawing me. It had an influence. And how many of you know the ways of the world is contrary to the ways of God? <laughs> y- y'all better hear me. Uh, the ways of the world are contrary. Then he says, the prince of the power of this air. That was number two. 
So one, one of the ways I was being, we were being drawn, because he's talking to the church. Somebody said, the church, not the building, not this big blue building. He's talking to the church. The church is who? Us. Us. The prince and power of this world. How many of you know that at one point, in addition to walking to the ways of this world, we used to follow the ruler of this world, the ruler of this app? Y'all, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Flip Wilson made a, made a term of it, uh, the devil made me. <laughs> I, I know some of y'all, y'all too young. Flip Wilson was a, a comedian. And he, when every time he, he did something wrong, he would blame it on the devil. Yeah. Freedom. The devil can't make you do. But he can influence you. And, and, and Gloria, he used to influence me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, again, he, he's giving us the things that locks us bound. Chief, he says, the prince of this air. How many know the devil is God's arch enemy? Y'all know what arch enemy means, right? Heard? That's the no he arch enemy means number one enemy, right? And because he was God's arch enemy, he became your arch. Y'all better hit me. Mother Eliza, the devil does not have your best interests at heart. That's why it's imperative that you don't follow him. He, he may make it sound good, he may make it look good, but the end thereof is this. <laughs> he, he laying a trap, he, he's setting a bait, he's trying to hook you so that he can called you to fall. Yes. The other one was your flesh. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The flesh. Oh, Major. I ain't gonna get too graphic. But this flesh made me do this. <laughs> uh, uh, when the flesh act up, at some point, Jesse, I used to allow it to tell me what to do. <laughs> ah. Thank you. See, at least I got somebody. We, we ain't glorifying. We just being real in this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it had major. It popped in my mind. I would pull it off. <laughs> Woo! Say what? Look like what? <laughs> oh. Start stepping toward that wrong thing that I shouldn't have been walking toward, right? No good thing, A.D. That's my, my friend A.D. over there. Stands for Adrian Daniel. With the S. That, yeah, with the S on it. There you go. Help me, help, help me, help me teach. There's nothing good that dwells in your flesh. Nothing. <laughs> the, the, hey, 
The situation was so bad that there was no way we could create or find a way of escape. Y'all, listen. <laughs> Greg, we were so bad, even if we were trying to find a way, we couldn't find it. In fact, we were so bad, he called us children of wrath. Yeah, yeah. How many know that ain't a good term? When he called you a child of wrath, that means you tearing some, you, you messing up some stuff, Major. We were incapable of removing ourselves from this depraved condition. The word by nature has reference to a man's condition when he is not following the Holy Spirit. It's in my nature. We were subjects of Satan and this kingdom, and we were under God's judgment, right? See, how many of you know that being under Satan's influence is like being or walking in the living dead? <laughs> Think about it. I mean, I mean, most of y'all haven't seen. They used to have a, a little TV show and a movie called The Living Dead. And they would be walking. Dead men. <laughs> they, they had mobility. They could do all kinds of things. But they were dead men. You and I, at one point in our lives, were dead men. Walking. Wow. But here's the thing. Verse, verse two. But here, watch this now. We read three verses one through three. Now we're going to read verses four and five. But God... <laughs> I get happy, Greg, when I, when I, uh, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, verse 5, even when we were dead in our transgressions, our sicknesses, our, our, our messed up lives, made us alive together with Christ. Y'all got to catch this. In the midst of this, Paul tells us about the most important time out that ever happened. <laughs> See, you got to catch the transition. We, he, he tells us all this stuff going on in our lives, but all of a sudden he says, but God. <laughs> in other words, stop everything because I'm getting ready to make a transition. I'm getting ready to do something for Fred, Deborah, Miss Gloria, all of you. I'm getting ready to do something. I'm getting ready to offer you a way of escape from your previous familiar ways. He says, 
but God. See, God was the initiator of our salvation. Listen, none of you say, hey, one day I'm going to stop doing what I was going to, I'm doing. <laughs> none of y'all say, I need to stop. And you was, even if you thought about stopping, you were incapable of stopping. But God said, oh, I'm going to make a way for Jesse. Just you ought to say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm going to make a way for Major to stop doing what he doing. But God, rich in mercy. <laughs> How many of you know God ain't broke? <laughs> no, no, no. He, he ain't broke, Major. He's rich. Means he got a lot of it. He needed to have a lot of it because we were doing a lot of. It was a whole lot of folk that were doing contrary to what he's supposed to do. But God in his mercy, rich mercy, made a way. Not only, and, and it says, not only rich mercy, it said, and great love. As we know, he could have just said love, Major. But it must have been an intense love that he extended toward us because he knew we, 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 we needed it. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. Look at what he did. Look at what he did. He made us alive in Christ. He gave us spiritual life. He looked out, and if I can use, you know, just my imagination, he looked out and saw DeAndre Latham, dead man walking. And he reached out, and he gave me life. DeAndre, stop doing what you're doing. You're a dead man walking, and I'm going to extend you spiritual life. Wow. Spiritual life. God intervened in our situation, Fred, and resurrected our lives. You are saved by grace. Let's stop by there for a minute and plant that. Jesse, you didn't do anything to deserve it. <laughs> Myrna, you didn't do a thing to deserve it. God extended his grace to you when you didn't deserve it. <laughs> when, when you were still out there walking the fine line, when you were still acting a fool, he extended his grace. Wow. Listen, man, and I, I'm trying not to get too far because 
Paul's going to tell them to reflect on some things. But this is what keeps me settled. This is just my testimony. Every now and then when I start to get beside myself, I start to think about what God did for me. <laughs> see, see, I know a lot of y'all ain't got a testimony like, y y I mean, y I, mean I, I know y'all barely crossed the line. But, but, but I, 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 I hurdled the line. <laughs> and every time I get beside myself, friend, I think about where he has brought me from. And it gets me back settled. It gets me back. It gets me to, to realize that, that I am nothing without his. <sighs> Listen. You, you ain't all that. You are nothing without God's grace that he extended to you, not because of what you did, because of his love for you. Ye are saved by grace based on the works of Christ. You know, I, that's what I like about Herb, Herb, keep, Herb, keep me, Herb look at me and say, hey, you can't leave that part out. <laughs> Herb, cause, yeah, Herb, 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 my scholarly friend, he'll look at me and say, hey, L, you get, you, you, you're moving too fast. You can't leave that part out. I, I, I felt you, Herb. I felt you, brother. And he's absolutely right. Listen, in Christ, it's what Christ did for us that God can extend what he did, he does. It's because of Christ that you don't get what you deserve. It's because of Christ you don't have to pay what you could never repay. Y'all didn't catch that, do you? You don't have to pay what you couldn't pay in the first place. <laughs> You, you hey, hey, listen, I know some of y'all got a bag or two, right? But your bag ain't big enough to pay for the sins that you committed. <laughs> you, 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 Donald Trump, Bezos, what is the other guy's name? Gates, all of them boys who got, who got the big bags. It don't work that way. God. God, somebody said God. Woo, look at verse 6. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory, when God saved you, he repositioned you and relocated you. <laughs> Y'all better catch that. He repositioned you, friend. <sighs> you went from a low place to a high place. <laughs> see, see, the problem with a lot of Christians, uh, 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 Jesse, is they don't know their new position. And because they don't know 
They're ignorant, which simply means a lack of knowledge. They don't operate from the position and perspective that they are privileged to operate from. He says what? Now, let me read it again. And raised him up and seated us, us. Who's us? Oh, say it like you ain't scared. See, y'all scared. Let me go over this side again. This, this side, man, I don't know what's up with this side. Who is us? The church, the ones who've accepted Jesus Christ, he has raised us up in heavenly places. I told you last week, but I got to reiterate this part. As a Christian who's in Christ, you can operate in two realms. <laughs> and until you grasp that concept, you will always live below your privileges. <laughs> you can operate in heavenly places spiritually, and you can operate in the earth. And you can bring spiritual things in the atmosphere. Yeah, yes you can. I didn't say it. The Bible is saying you just got to believe the Bible said and not what you see. Because <laughs> you, with your eyes, you'll think you can't, but the Bible says you can, Greg. You can. Let me slow down. I'm getting, I'm getting ramped. Brother Purdue, I need you to make me a shirt. I can because the Bible says I can. I'm for real. Write that down. That's going to be L shirt. I can because the Bible says I can. What do you mean by that, brother? I'm glad you asked. I'm a Christian. I follow God. I get to operate from a heavenly perspective in the earth. And it has transformed my life. Come on, man, y'all made you get the mic. You ain't asked a question yet. All right. See, for those of you that was here, this is why I get so excited for you. I'm catching my breath. I'm, I'm stalling. That's what they call <laughs> In chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, Paul said these words, that Jesus was sitting, seated in the heavenly places with resurrection power and dominion, right? That's what he said in verse 1. In verse Oh, in chapter 1, in chapter 2, he said, now he said God has relocated us there too in Christ. See, we can operate in the heavenly place because we are in heaven through and with who? With Christ Jesus. Why? See, you got to understand, you linked to him. Fred, 
I'm linked to Jesus. I'm in union with Jesus. The power that he has access to because I'm hooked with him. I get to operate or utilize those same type of things. That's why you can have access if you recall, I said spiritual blessings. Y'all remember when I said that? In heavenly places, y'all remember those? You got access to them because you can, it's, in, it's already on your account, but because of your relationship with Jesus Christ, you can access those. Verse 7. So that in the ages to come, he may show the, the surprising riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. See, y'all got to catch this because, see, the difference, what makes you as a Christian different is this. Grace. Y'all got to catch that. Grace makes, God's grace make you different than any other religion out there, to include Muslim and all those type of things, because they don't talk about grace. They talk about what you've got to do and how you can get to God. But grace shows you that you can't get to God. God came to you. <laughs> he, got, he looked down and said, hey, Gloria needs. And he extended his grace to you. Ages to come. Wow. Sister Eliza, Mother Eliza, ages to come. Ages to come. For all eternity, God will display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Watch this. In other words, you haven't seen anything yet. Wow. <laughs> See, you, you got you, you, you to look at your resume and what he did. He said, in ages to come. So God extended his grace, his mercy, his kindness to you in the past. Somebody said, in the past. How many, how, many have experienced, how many of you have experienced some of God's kindness, mercies, and grace in the past? Raise your hand. Amen. How many of you know that he's doing it right now in the present? <laughs> but guess what? He ain't done yet. He's going to do it till the future time comes. In the ages to come means all eternity. See, you got to put on your sanctified imagination and think about eternity. I know sometimes we get short-sighted, brother Jesse, and we always just think about the here and now. And don't get me wrong. Don't be so heavenly good that all you can think about is, 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 is by and by. But don't get too focused while all you think about is the now either. You got to be balanced. I know God is extending it to me now, 
but in, there's going to come a time where I'm going to spend all eternity in, with him, and he's going to continually throw his mercy and kindness and grace all the way through this thing. Woo! Listen, man. See, I know sometimes, sometimes, Anthony, I think Christians don't really think heaven is real. They, they, they don't, because cause sometimes, not y'all, because when I talk about heaven, I don't, sometimes when I talk to folk, man, I mean, man, you know, heaven, yeah, boy, we're going to, they don't even get no excitement. What? Dude, we're going to be with God forever and ever. He's going he gonna to blow our sanctified mind, and you don't get happy about that? Heaven is real. Somebody say heaven is real. Heaven is indeed real. Verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works so that no one will boast. The grace that God extends through his Jesus Christ is only available to you through faith in the God that extended it. You can't access the grace until you believe or have faith in the God who extended it to you. That's why a lot of people can't operate in the grace that God has of the gift because they don't believe in the God that extended it. To them, you got to believe in the faith. Grace is a gift received but not earned. Y'all, that should catch that, right? You can receive it, but you can't earn it. That, because if you could earn it, if Fred could say, hey, listen, look what I did, Fred could boast. He could be out there bragging. Look what I did. You know, some of you know, some of y'all, y'all like the bread, not Fred. That major, no, not major. <laughs> some folk like to brag, but God said, in this situation, you don't get to brag. <laughs> not on this, because you didn't do nothing. God did it all. <laughs> if you want to brag, Sister Pam, brag on his grace. Go out there and tell the world, God gave me grace. And because of his grace, I am the person that I am today. It's all about God's amazing grace. In verse 10, oh, we're doing good. In verse 10, because I, I started off with a question. In verse 10, part, Paul answers part one of the question of tonight's topic. For those of you that may not remember what I said, the topic was, the question was, saved for what? <laughs> Listen, see, you see, see, you saved, but what are you saved for? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. 
Because Paul is getting ready to show you part one of why you were saved. All right. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Somebody said workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. So let's break this down. Although you are not saved by good works, you are saved for good works. Ah, uh, y'all didn't catch that, did you? I, I know. I mean, what's, can, for those of you that remember striving, what, what, what is our thing for this year? Huh? Stewardship. You were saved to do good works. <sighs> Watch this. I know. You were saved for service. Oh, I, 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 you know what? I anticipated this. <laughs> it, it, hey, Major, anytime you get folks to, to try to do good works, sometimes there's a resistance. Because now the preacher's trying to get me to do stuff. <laughs> I ain't asking for nobody to volunteer for nothing. I'm just telling you or showing you what the Bible says. So, so, so let me get back to the Bible. So, 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 so you... <laughs> let me read it again. For we are his workmanship. Verse 10. Created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. I said, although you're not saved by good works, you're saved for good works. We are his workmanship. Paul says, we were created in Jesus Christ for good works. Workmanship. Workmanship requires, we are his workmanship. He's talking about who? Who's God's workmanship? I, I, I got to keep reminding you, you his workmanship. You, you, you his prize. He's working on you, Jesse. He's working on you, Fred. He's working on you, DeAndre. He's working on you, Shirley. Why? So that you can do good work. He's crafting you, Chief. He's making you better and better so you can go out there and do good. <laughs> Major, he... he, he He's like an artist. He's putting, he's working on you, Pam. He knows that, hey, I'm, I'm crafting her. Crafting means I'm, 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 I'm designing her. Kind of like art. I'm molding her, right? You know how it is when you're doing something. Sometimes it might fall and you got to pick it back up and remold it, right? He's working on you, Major, because at the end of the day, God wants you to represent him. And how do you represent him? <laughs> you said this, I told you. Did y'all hear what Willie said? How do people know that there's a God? Because they need to see somebody who represents God. How do they know that God is good? Because they see somebody who represents God doing good.
See? I'm off my notes now, Fred. All the time we wake up and tell him, what is our purpose? He said, I gave you your purpose beforehand. <laughs> Before, <laughs> let's look at Major. Major just saw it. The light bulb came in. I gave you your purpose before you were even born. Your purpose, Jesse, is to do good works. Woo! That's it. Simple and in a nutshell. All you got to do is, okay, God, what, how, how do you want me to do this good work? And he'll give you the ability and the capability to do it. But let me make sure I make it crystal clear. You're supposed to be doing some good work. Because if I don't say that, the tendency is not, or could be, not to do it. See, it's easy not to do something. <laughs> Again, I ain't asking for nobody to sign up for nothing. But I am asking you to realize why God created you. Why God saved you. He didn't just save you so you can go to heaven. That's eventually the plan, but he saved you to do something while you're waiting to go to heaven. <laughs> he saved you, Anthony. He saved DeAndre Latham. He saved you, Almanita. You, Linda Purdue. You, Dre. Oh, yeah. Greg, you too. For good works. So, for good works. Somebody say, for good works. Beforehand. So now we get to go to verses 11 through 22. In the previous verses, Paul addressed the grace of salvation and the good work or service that should accompany God's amazing grace. In the verses we're about to discuss, verses 11 through 22, Paul answers part two of our question, save for what? In verses 11 and through 22, Paul discusses some new things. How many know that y'all, once you came in, into Christ, you became new? <laughs> That's why he kept using all those, those terms when I said it early. He kept saying, what? Former, right? Former mean old. Now he's getting ready to talk about new. He talks about the new man, the new community, and the new race. <laughs> Let us go. Verse 11 and 12. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, 
uncircumcision, by the so-called circumcision, which is performed by the f- performed in the flesh by human hands. In other words, you know, he's talking about, you know, y'all know what cir- circumcision is, right? That's how the Jews used to talk about the Gentiles. The Jews, you know, they had a relationship with God. They were circumcised. And anybody who wasn't Jew, they called them uncircumcised. There was a distinction there. Verse 12, remember that you were at the time, somebody said at the time, past tense, separated from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promises, having no hope. So let me read it all all in one. So he's telling them, Major, read, read it. what version you got. Read, read verse 11 and 12, if you don't mind. Uh, verse 11, Ephesians 2, verse 11. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. Outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews Woo. who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. Mm. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Mm. Paul said, hey, you need to remember. See, Sometimes it's good to, to remember. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to reflect. And so Paul was saying, hey, I need you to reflect on where you used to be. Right? You, were, you, 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 you didn't have access. You didn't used to have access, y'all. You, you, you didn't have access to the covenant of promise. You, you, you lived in this world. You didn't have no hope. You didn't even have God because you wouldn't have chosen. <laughs> the Jews were. He said, but now that is no longer applicable. See, can you imagine living in a world, just use you, with no hope? <laughs> you know, in other words, these guys, that they thought that, hey, once I die, it's over. How many of you know that death is not the end? Death was never intended to be the end. It's simply separation separation from the body, separation or separation from God, or separated through eternity. It was never in God's plan when you heard the term death to mean it was the end. (laughs) From the beginning, God had already knew that there was going to be eternal existence where you spend it at is determined on how you believe. And so he again, he said, you were without hope. And you didn't have a God. You didn't have, you, I mean, they had God. He talking to the Gentile. He talking to they, I mean, they, they had a God. They just didn't have the God. You know, you remember, if you remember the Gentiles, them boys built all kinds of gods. Did y'all catch that? They had I mean, man, them Romans and all them guys, they had tons of gods because they built them. (laughs) 
Who want to serve a God that you can build? <laughs> that don't make any difference. If I build him, when he make me mad, I'm just going to unbuild him. <laughs> Break him up. <laughs> but no, he says, hey, you got hope because you have now access to the living and one and only God. Their sin had uh, separated them for verse 13 through 16. But now, in Christ Jesus, you were formerly, you formerly were far off, have been brought near by what? The blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups, into one and broke down the barriers of the dividing wall. Verse 15, by abolishing in his flesh the in enmity, which is the law of commandments, contained ordinance, ordinance, restriction, laws, so that he in himself, he may make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. Verse 16, and might reconcile them both. Who? Who's the both? The Jews, the Gentiles. Anybody that wasn't a Jew is considered a Gentile. That includes you and I. He reconciled the ones that, that thought they were near, the Jews, and the one that was far off, the Gentiles, and he merged them into one new Man. Mm, mm, mm. Far off means past tense. But in Christ Jesus, they have been drawn close. How have they been drawn? By the blood of Christ. Not only does the blood of Christ, Fred, bring us closer and near to God, it's supposed to bring Jews and Gentiles closer to each other. Christ's blood, death, tore down the dividing wall. I'm talking about race here, because that's what we were talking about. Once Christ came on scene, shed and died, he said, hey, I'm abolishing all of that stuff that was in place. See, because there was things that the Jews had access to that the Gentiles didn't have access to. But God said, hey, listen, I send Jesus Christ, his atoning blood is going to merge the Jews and the Gentiles together, and they both will have equal access to God the Father, right? This new group, this one new man that incorporates Jews and Gentiles is called the what? The church. Listen, this way it's going to get sticky, but we're going to deal with it. Once God, the church is supposed to be unified. Oh, yeah. yeah. The church is supposed to be unified. Black, brown, green, whatever. 
The church is supposed to be unified. They ain't supposed to be the Caucasian thinking this way and the, the African Americans and the others thinking this way. The church is supposed to be unified. Because as we learn here in striving so many times, they get divided on minor issues. <laughs> Pastor taught us that from day one. People break off because they, listen, I don't believe in women, women preachers. Okay, well, ain't, we can't hang with you. <laughs> well, I don't believe in this. Well, we're we, we, we going to spawn our own group. When we're supposed to stick with what Jesus has laid at the foundation, I'm going to get there. If you can stick there, you, you have unity. But what the problem is, when you stray away from the Scripture, when you stray away from Christ, when you do those, you have the division that we're talking about here. I'm trying to tell you, God said, hey, listen, I know I made you. God know you black. God know you brown. God know you white. But God says, once I created the church and they came under the blood of Jesus Christ, all of those that believe in Jesus Christ, they are merged into one new man. So why? So, so, why, so, why, so why can we have such division, Fred? Why can we have such division? Can anybody answer that question? No, get 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 in line. We got a lot of division because a lot of men hadn't become that one new man yet. And until you become that new man, you're not going to be able to merge together. Amen. Amen. And so he's absolute. Verse 17 says this. And, you know, I was going to, you know, you know, like a lot of times in text, they say when you cap everything, it's supposed to mean you're screaming, right? Yeah, Y'all heard that, right? Or you speaking in a loud voice, text. I mean, that's the text, right? And so I, so when I, when I saw verse 17 in my book, I saw that it was all caps. And I was going to say, man, he must be screaming. But my research didn't indicate such. It just, they were all caps. But here's what it says. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. Verse 17. The reason, or some reason, we have racial, ethnic, gender, and class division in the church is because we have not fully and properly understood the cross. See, see, see the cross. Of Jesus Christ. Christians that don't embrace and have the proper understanding of the cross 
will continue to allow barriers to supersede the cross. Yeah, you will. <laughs> if you don't fully embrace the cross and, and, and what Jesus Christ did for you, 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 you'll say stuff like, hey, y'all ain't supposed to mix. <laughs> yes, you will. Go ahead, Mike. I see Herb and then Major. Go ahead. Herb first. One of the things is that uh, it, it's stated that if we are believe the message of what Paul said, the mm -hmm. gospel. Yes. If you believe the gospel and what the gospel message, what it says, that who Jesus Christ is, pastor said it all the time, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes he says it, what do you do with Jesus? And you have to believe death, burial, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. When you truly believe upon that resurrection, mm -hmm. that's where you can say that I am a Christian. Mm. That's, if you are a Christian, everything that it says, what he has saved us, we receive the grace and the mercy as we walk as Gentiles, as we walk in Gentiles, that God saved us, reconciled us Amen. to be one Amen. in him. In him. If you don't believe that, it's hard for you to say that you are a Christian. Mm. And that's when bringing the division to a point where you truly don't believe what it is, what God did for us and what Jesus Christ did. That's powerful. Amen. If you don't believe that, what he just what what he's saying right now, he's saying what is all given to us is mercy, and through that grace that we receive it, all because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of people. Well, I would say a lot of people would say they know Jesus. He's a great God, and Pastor would say to him once again, "What do you do with that?" Because a lot of people are hung up about his resurrection. Because that is the key. He's risen. And since he's risen, since he's risen, if you believe that, then you know you are a Christian. Amen. And wherever I go, I would say to myself, wherever I go now, if I, it's universal. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. She should love me for a brother. Just receive me as a brother. If you're a Christian. Amen. If they don't receive me as a brother in Christ, then I have a problem. There, there, there's a division there. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I feel because it. we won. We won. We won. So this is powerful. Only God can reconcile us. Amen. And he showed us that he did. Hallelujah. Because I was walking dead. <laughs> I was walking dead. Amen. But he saved me. Saved you. He saved me. He saved me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, my brothers and my sisters, mm. I love you because he made it happen. Mm. He made it happen. Yes, he did. He made it happen. I get ex this message right here gets me excited because I was walking dead. I was walking dead. You weren't the only one. But brother. he bought me. Found you. He 
fought me. None, he made me one. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. That's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful yeah. to know that. You have to receive that. Amen. You got to know that. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus and his blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, man. No, that's okay, man. Hey, 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 it's all right, brother. Bro, uh, brother. Right. Now, I was thinking about when you asked, like, why do we have, right? Division, and even if we, even if we believe, if we all believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, I mean, we still are divided by race, color. But sometimes I think about, can't that be a preference? Can I prefer to worship with my own kind? Is anything wrong with that? I mean, no, 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 no. no, no. When, you know I mean, that's what I'm saying. So no. it's still division, but I, I, I prefer to worship with with people that share the same cultures or ideals. Yeah, we can we we believe we we all believe death, burial and resurrection in the same mind. But I think a preference is something different. Oh, absolutely. And, and first of all, and, and there's nothing wrong with having a, 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 a preference to worship with, you know, we I mean, we do that all the time. But but that's that's not a difference. That's that's not division because I I like going to this church as opposed to this church. It ain't division. The division when I say, hey, I'm white, you black. Well, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So if I say I prefer to go to Sarban as opposed to Destiny Worship, that's division. I don't look like it. I mean, I don't, I, I mean that, that may be your perspective. I, 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 go ahead. I see two hands. No, but let me, I'm just going to. There's like, there's, we all. In anything that we do, I, I know we, you, you, we're pinpointing the church right now, but anything we do, there's preferences to that. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I mean, listen. I was just thinking that has something to do with division because we do say. I prefer no, no, no. There, there, there's when I, when I, there are some that think you that will say that you ain't worthy. You, you see, you saying that's the difference I'm talking about. I look at religion in a different way. I don't look at it as a culture or a color or race or creed, but I look at it as what they teach. Because in some churches teaching about, for instance, Seventh-day Adventists, they talk so much about the day that they forget to give the word. Jehovah Witness don't exactly accept Jesus as the Son of God either. So that's what divide these churches. It's not who is there and no, who well, is not there. Time, time out. Let me, let me stop you right there. If you don't believe in Jesus, we can't be unified. Well, that's my point. Well, so, 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 we're so, talking that's, about division, right? No, we're talking about division in the body of Christ. Yes, but you're asking what separates us. Why so many different churches? But what because I'm saying, but, 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 but my response, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you ain't in the body of Christ. I understand that. Okay, I, I just want to make sure. Believe. Okay, no, I'm, I'm just talking. What, what divide them? What, why, the reason why we have so many different churches, because everybody have their own belief, their whole culture, the things that they, they, they follow man more than they follow the word, okay? Because in, if we could keep the Ten Commandments, Jesus wouldn't have to die. Yeah, I, I, that because we can't keep it. You, you that don't it, mean we mustn't worship him. We must worship him every day in spirit and in truth. Yeah, you, you make excellent <laughs> points, but you got to keep it within the parameters of what I'm discussing, right? 
You can't, you can't include all these other things when I'm talking specifically about the people who say, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. All of those groups that you just mentioned, you yourself said some of them don't even recognize Jesus. They excluded from the beginning. You, you see my point? That's all I was trying to make. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, when, I mean, that, that, if you don't, I mean, if you don't believe in Jesus, we ain't got nothing to talk about. I mean, I'm gonna still treat you right, and I'm gonna be nice to you, but you ain't my Christian brother because you can't be, you, you can't be a Christian without Christ. The language is also a barrier. Great point. Well, can I say once more? Yeah, once sure. again. Once and again. Then Adrian, you got something to say after that? Okay, give, give well, my only thing is what I just got you saying is that it's the resurrection is the key. Resurrection. They can't, a lot of them can't get past that. They cannot get past that. It's the resurrection. If they can't get past that. Who, who is the day that can't get past Jehovah the Witness. Jehovah's Witness. Oh, okay. okay. Jehovah's Witness will say, Jesus all this, all this, but when you said resurrection, they back off. They don't believe. Even most, even the the, the Muslim believe in Jesus Christ, but they can't believe that he is a resurrection. And the Muslims are not Christians. But I'm I'm just saying. But I'm just saying that when when you said well, when you should say Jesus Christ, the next step to the point is what you're going to do with Jesus because Jesus resurrected. And a lot of the can't get past that. There's a yeah. lot of churches. Yeah. A lot of churches would believe Jesus Christ. They believe Jesus Christ. And some still don't believe a resurrection. And that is, that is the division. Yeah, but here's the thing. Go ahead, go ahead. Adrian, get Adrian the mic. Okay. Go ahead, Adrian. So what I was going to say, I think we, we're talking about Two probably a couple of different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they are. Um, so denominations, Muslims, Jehovah's Witness, all the different beliefs, um, seven-day Adventists are divided on, hey, the Saturday. Mm -hmm. Jehovah's Witness okay. don't believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, there's going to be division there because there's a different belief. Got it. But when, um, I think, I'm thinking that you were talking about Within the body of Christ. Exactly. That's, that, we, that's why I laid the hat. We, we believe in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We believe in the resurrection, Absolutely. that he died for our sins. Yeah. And they, there are groups of people who believe that and are still divided within that. And I think that's what that's we're trying what, to That's get all at. I was talking about. You got it. The group of people that believe in the resurrection, us, there's division within the body that believes that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. There's division the there. And that's what we're saying it should not be. Now Check. think of, um, it reminds me of when, uh, was it Peter, who was discriminating against Cornelius, mm -hmm. when the Jewish law said, you know, that he was impure. Mm -hmm. But the vision that God gave Peter was that he was not impure. And so, Sometimes people hold to the tradition of men or what was and not that, hey, we're under grace. They don't understand that God created all of us. You know, the Jews and the Gentiles have access. We are now God's chosen. We have access to, to the same things that the chosen had access to. All of that belongs to everybody right now that believes in Jesus Christ. 
and there's still division because of peop what people have been taught, their upbringing, and some of that is based on cultural, unfortunately, you know, you were raised in a household that taught racism and taught you that black was bad, then that's the belief that you grew up with. And although you believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you can still be racist and discriminate against somebody that doesn't look like you. And so unfortunately, you know, that's not the way that God in intended it to be. There's not supposed to be division within the body of Christ that believes and knows that Jesus Christ raised from, you know, from the dead and died for all of our sin. That's where the division shouldn't be. But the, there is going to be division when you don't believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. You're going to be divided against the people that do believe in that because that's the whole basis of, of our faith. That's the foundation of why we believe. And so if there's somebody who believes that there's no Christ or they just believe that he, he, was, he, was, um, he walked or he was a prophet and that he's not the Messiah, yeah, we're divided. And we should be divided in that manner, but we should not be divided within the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. And again, I wanted to make sure when I was addressing, I was talking about from barriers based on, on factors such as race and gender and those type of things. This doesn't mean that those, dis those distinctions don't exist. They simply mean that they're... In uh, absorbed, so to speak, into a bigger issue, right? For example, in terms of spiritual, somebody say spiritual, that's what we're talking about, right? Relationships and development, oh, now, I, I underline this because I want to make sure I make this point. In terms of spiritual relationships, somebody say relationship and development, a white man has no advantage over a black man. Go ahead, Brother Anthony. Now keep in mind that Paul is in Asia. He's not in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So these are people who have prejudice against Jews too. Mm -hmm. So this is something that's within society as well. Because even when Jesus was walking, he was accused of casting out demons with a demon. And he says that how can he do that because a house divided against itself cannot stand. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the part of society because there are factions everywhere. If there were unity, when you read in Psalms 137, he says, dear God commands a blessing. However, because we have, like Adrian said, raised different, we have different viewpoints, we have to go ahead and come to places like this where we come to learn, to study, to be taught. And I think that's where, in this, situation, in this seating, that's what Paul is doing. He's that's teaching. exactly what he's doing. And this is what we have to have, to be taught that the way I was raised was wrong. Mm -hmm. The way I think about this is wrong. And, and then go to the Bible and say, this is, how this, this is why this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Not just to, this is my opinion, mm -hmm. but this is what God says, and this is why this is wrong. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, a lot of times we can change our minds about someone, but until God changes our heart, things not gonna, we're not going to come together. So our minds can be changed. There's, there's a lot of programs in place, social action, uh, affirmative action. All those programs can help me change my mind about you. But until God changes my heart about you, we're not going to come together. Amen. 
And that's just extended on to uh, where we have to examine ourselves. That's where that personal relationship, examining ourselves, because we know what the word of God says. So now we have to surrender and submit, you know, say, Lord, okay, I have this in my heart. Help me. And, so, and, 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 and Deborah and Fred and all of you said, this, that's why you, you, got to make, you got to say, hey, listen, I'm going to do what the Bible says regardless of what, the, what everybody else is doing. God said, hey, I done made one new group. Y'all, you're supposed to be unified. I'm going to believe the Bible instead of what you tell me. Like, like Anthony said, the Bible says this. And so because the Bible said, I'm staking my claim on the Bible. Even though this, Christ, this brother over here who, profet, who is a Christian has a different belief and say, hey, you less than, I'm still going to stick my claim on the Bible. See, that's why, see, he was, he, God created genders, he created, he know all of that stuff. That's why even in this piece, he said, one new man, talking about, there, listen, even our, some erroneous thinking is, even, even when we come to the gender part, males have no spiritual advantage over a female. See, see I, I, I know some of y'all can't handle that. But I'm telling you, that's not true. I get it out of my understanding of the Bible. What he said, I brought, I created one new man. He's talking about everybody. Y'all unify under the spiritual development of the blood of Jesus. Period. Dot com. That's why, you know, that's why I don't walk around, you know, and again, it's just me. That's why I don't walk around thinking I'm more superior, spiritual superior than Adrian, because I'm a man. <laughs> what? But there are people in the body who think that way. And because they think that way, they, call, it, they can cause, as Herb said so eloquent in Anthony too, because we've been taught that, we, 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 we lack the unity for which Christ's blood is supposed to have brought into the body. All right, we got one minute, 42 seconds. I'm going to wrap it up. Verses 18 through 19, for him, for through him, we both have access. Our access into one spirit to the Father so that you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints in our God household, right? Through Christ, we have unity, as we've been talking about. Unity does not mean uniformity. That we ain't all look alike. But we are unified because we all are working and have access in one spirit to the Father. And as Anthony said, when we ain't got unity, Chances are it's a spiritual issue. <laughs> I'm just keep on going. It says, no longer are we foreigners and strangers, but have been made fellow citizens and member of God's household. As a church, as Herb has been so eloquent saying, as a church, we're supposed to be family and not a dysfunctional family. I need to put that out there because we, there are some families out there that are dysfunctional. Verses 20 to 22. 
having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing to a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you are being built together into dwelling of God in the Spirit. Paul's final illustration of unity is a building. He says the church is built on the foundation of what? The apostles and the prophets. They laid the foundation by recording and proclaiming the word of God. This building has Jesus Christ as a cornerstone, the most important piece of the foundation. When a building is constructed, its stones must be in alignment with the cornerstone. Y'all better catch that, right? When you build a building, the, the, the other stones got to be in alignment with the cornerstone. As Christians, we have to be in alignment with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has to be the focal point of everything we say and do and believe. So what, but save for what was the question we done? God saved us for good works or service. He saved us to be a new race, a heavenly community of people on earth that would display his glory to all the people of the earth. De glory, Je Deborah, you and all of us are supposed to be this new race, this new group of people that displays God's glory on the earth. When they see Major, they say, hey, that man, that's one of God's children. I thank you for your comments. I thank you for your time, time well spent. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for Bible study.